we got the alternative energy free autonomy and welcome to the radioactive show produced at the studios of 3CR Melbourne and heard nationally on the community radio network hello and welcome to the radioactive show i'm ka part of this week's rad show has been recorded on the unceded lands of the Wadjuknunga, or better known as Perth. Over in Western Australia, the Nuclear Free Campaign are celebrating 10 years since former Premier Colin Barnett lifted the ban on uranium mining in the state. Barnett promised 10 mines by 2020, and today WA can say proudly that there are no operating uranium mines in Western Australia. Thanks to strong community opposition across the state, and the slow and steady decline of the global nuclear industry, the industry is not even close to operating. On this week's show, you will hear from some of WA's most solid activists, Naranjada Elder, Mr Glenn Cook, Joe Valentine and Marcus Atkinson. Naranjada Elder, Mr Glenn Cook, who over the last 10 years has played a really important role in both the National Nuclear Free Alliance, ANFA, and the Western Australian Nuclear Free Alliance that was formed in 2009. Mr Cook is from what's better known as the Central Desert region of Western Australia and he's a respected elder and artist who was born at the Warburton Ranges or Milia Jada, just south of the Gibson Desert. I'll now share with you a past speech from Naranjada elder Mr Glenn Cook who spoke at the 2017 State Labor Conference. Um, I have the strong will to, um, to, to uh, fight. As you know, that uh, Winura is always have been a problem uh, with, the, um, with the uranium. I have been the strong voice. I have been saying no, no all the time, and all the time uh, the the old people that I uh, I spoke to, uh, they are with me, with me, and um, they are saying that uh, this is thing that they don't want. They don't want this uh, uranium because um, it mucks their country up, and um, I know for a fact that. Um, our forefathers wouldn't be been living in the land for you know thousands of years, and um, how they maintain the um, a country country is, um, is 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 by looking after it. The uh, the company um, they just wave um, our dollars uh, in their face, in their face, and they uh, make them make them turn their heads and. Um, and they go for it, and um, I think that's um, that's 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 sad. Sad was um, uh, our people wasn't like that. We just don't know what's what's going to happen, um, you know, to our, um, our future, uh, for to to the um, to the kids, the uh, uh, children that we have, you know, the country, country itself. Uh, it's is. It's a beautiful country. Uh, growing up in the, uh, I, I, I have born and raised in a country. Uh, my, my father and mother brought me up in a, in a, not in a house, but in a, in a, in the bush, in the bush, and that's that's where I grew up. And I'm, I'm very, very uh, strong uh, to, uh, to be with the country. Uh, I've come a long way to, uh, to, to, to say to the uh, Labour government. 
that uh, uranium is not the answer. Uh, our people um, have said it. Uh, there's a bad spirit out there. Uh, do not uh, pollute the water. Uh, that's, that's for drinking. Drinking. And um, so our people has been looking after that country for thousands of years. Thousands of years. And um, uh, surely, um, you know, the greeds and the money and all that uh, you know, it's not going to, um, you know, it's, 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 it's going to bugger the country up. And uh, we don't want to see that. And uh, it's not only us, it's the uh, the white Australian, uh, too. You know, uh, we get we get, we, we get children, we get grandchildren. And, uh, it's for them to get uh, up and see. And uh, this is why I have um, I've traveled a long way to uh, to give, give my message. And... Uh, to say, I think um, I think um, enough is enough, and uh, we have been talking for a long, long time, long time, and uh, we come to that brick wall all the time, and uh, somebody has to listen. Somebody has to listen, and um, uh, uh, we do have concern, just like any any other. So uh, this is what we are fighting. This is what I'm I'm fighting uh, all the time. I give the message to the Labour government. Uh, I say uh, no to the uh, uranium mine. You know, the, uh, the country is beautiful. Thank you. That was Mr Cook, Narunjada Elder from the Central Desert region of Western Australia, with a fantastic speech he gave at the 2017 State Labor Conference, speaking out to protect his people and land from the toxic uranium industry. Joe Valentine has been campaigning against the nuclear industry since the 70s. She is a former Green Senator and was co-founder of the Anti-Nuclear Alliance of Western Australia. I caught up with Jo this week to talk about her long time and endless commitment to stop this nuclear industry. This is Jo Valentine talking about the 10th anniversary of the reintroduction of uranium mining as a big issue in Western Australia. Well, it's been more than 40 years for the mob out Yaliri way, they have worked so hard to try and prevent uranium mining from happening on their country. And then it's been in the sights of the anti-nuclear movement in Perth for more than 40 years. Mm. And it never really went away as an issue. Mm. It has always been on the cards because Western Australia's got so much uranium. And back 40 years ago, I mean, the price was much higher than it is now. Mm. And we hadn't had, well, uh, we hadn't had um, Chernobyl. Mm. We'd had Three Mile Island. It was about that time that uh, I think we really got involved in this when Three Mile Island happened in 1979 and people started thinking this is a really dangerous industry. Mm. So the nuclear weapons to one side, the nuclear waste to another side, and then the third part of it was the reactors, which were not safe, and if they, things went wrong very badly wrong Mm. so there was a great deal more awareness from that time but of course it even goes back further than that you know the movement against uranium mining in the 70s in victoria Mm. where they haven't got any uranium but you know they were onto it (laughs) which was great (laughs) yeah and uh, i think i came into it in about 1978 77 78 wow and so followed it all that time and of course during that time we had liberal premiers 
Charles Court, who said Western Australia, that's how he used to say it, Western Australia, will be the first state in Australia to have a nuclear power station. We all went, ah, Mm. no way, Charlie. So he is really what got me going, Charlie Court saying that. Yeah, right. And that's, you know, 40 years we're looking. that's 40 years. 40 years. 40 years when he said that. He said it to a group of business people in Pennsylvania. Mm. And I was pregnant with my daughter, Kate, who then became an anti-nuclear campaigner. And I was at the kitchen sink doing the dishes with my big belly pressed up against the sink. And he said that. And I thought, no, Mm. no, we can't have that. And I hopped on the motorbike, pregnant, riding a motorbike. (laughs) (laughs) And went into the campaign against nuclear energy. And there I met Mm. Annabelle Newbury. Mm. And so we worked together for years in various capacities just to draw attention to uranium mining as an issue Mm. and the Labor government was never strong enough about it even though it's been policy for the Labor Party for a a number of years they would never legislate they would not legislate so Giz Watson bless her heart MLC for the Greens Mm. uh, did a fabulous job introducing a private members bill and the Labor Party refused to support it that's right i still said oh it's our policy you know but of course we've seen what happened to that Mm. when they finally get government again Mm. now Mm. and there's been all this exploration about uranium mining Mm. they still won't legislate and not only that but they won't say to the four companies that were still in the game Mm. when they got elected early last year they still haven't said piss off and that's what they should have done Mm, mm. so it's been rather a torturous affair I must say with the Labour Party Mm, mm, Um, mm. Jeff Gallup's heart was certainly in the right place but would not legislate Alan uh, Carpenter another Premier absolutely anti-nuclear would not legislate and And so uh, they just left the door open mm, mm. and then what we're commemorating now is when Barnett got into office he said there would be 11 uranium mines happening within his first term of office he was very keen on nuclear power Mm. and us making as much money as we could out of uranium well the price of um, yellow cake wasn't that flash even then Mm. but at that uh, election 10 years ago I remember said good Giz Watson and I, and as soon as we saw that Barnett was in, Giz and I just went off into a huddle and wept on each other's shoulders because we thought, this is going to be terrible. Mm. He's promised 11 uranium mines. Mm-hmm. But hey, we haven't got one 10 haven't years later. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> and we've only got one sort of on the starting blocks. Mm-hmm. So I think that we've done an extraordinary amount in the last 10 years to kind of discredit the industry Mm. to uh, follow the companies that were very very keen and they talked it up big and they had lots of people at their AGMs and high flyers as their CEOs and so on it's all fallen away Mm. but not without a lot of work on our part Mm -hmm. but we have to be firm that we've got to stop this at source Mm. and of course it's all highlighted again in a different way now with the a treaty to ban nuclear weapons. You know, that's linked into it as well. We've always talked about nuclear weapons in connection with uranium mining, but of course the mining companies have never wanted to acknowledge that. Mm. And the Labor Party has not wanted to acknowledge it. And I fear that the Labor Party is not even going to sign that treaty. Mm. Eventually they will, mm. but they resist for a long time because there's that fear mm. of the big Um, mining companies Mm. and of course we're under the nuclear so-called umbrella scared of 
uh, upsetting our great friend and ally, the United States. Mm, mm, well, mm. it's time to do it. Yeah. And this is a great time to recalibrate our whole defence and foreign affairs posture with someone like Trump in the White House. <laughs> now is the time to mm. say, Bali's, you know, let's take a good, fresh look at this and let's have, have an independent foreign policy and an ind- independent defence policy. Mm. We could do it. 2009 was really the starting point when a lot of good things happened. Mm. We tapped into WANFA and I think that Kalgoorlie meeting in that year was really important because we realised if we hadn't known it before, which some of us had, that Indigenous people had been struggling with this for a long time, kind of unsupported. Mm. So that building of the community between Indigenous people and the white fellows trying to work on this was really powerful. Mm. And I think the um, Walkadura walkabouts helped a lot in that regard, going out on country, really listening to people. They can then see that we're serious, we're not just in and out kind of people, you know, worried about this is in an... Uh, in a some sort of way that's disconnected from them. It wasn't a disconnect. It's been very much a connection, mm. which has been really good. Mm. Uh, Scott Ludlam being in the Senate was absolutely fantastic, absolutely fantastic. He just supported our campaign so much. Mm. In the Senate, asking tough questions in estimates in particular, yep. had a fabulous style. And Felicity Ruby, of course, working for him, yeah. massive massive contribution with great questions and mm. so on so those two the four people that we had and then when nat lowry um, left the cons council then mia pepper came on the scene working for cons council and she made a huge difference she was really good mm. uh, and she stayed with it until she produced a little baby yeah. and she's still <laughs> and she's still, still here coming back which yeah. is great yeah yeah so you know the links and connections i'd say with indigenous people of what really strengthened it a lot because we could say you know we're with you we're really supporting it we're taking the lead from you and wanfa has strengthened a lot in that time the west australian nuclear mm-hmm. free, free alliance which is mostly indigenous mob from around australia supported by white fellas we have to say and you know I think that that's been really important too the also the other thing was working a lot on the policy stuff uh, with the Labour Party with the bureaucrats with the um, uh, and facing up to the mining companies and saying you're not going to get away with this you know we've been quite bold at mm. the AGMs over these last uh, nine years to say you're not going to get away with this. Mm. So I think that it's been at many different levels and looking at the legal side of it as well, and Mm. I know someone else is talking about the Illyri court challenge, Mm. which is really important. So, And, of course, we've had fabulous support from Dave Sweeney, bless him. Mm -hmm. He does the whole of Australia, really, (laughs) for the Australian Conservation Foundation. And Jim Green feeding in the information all the time. We've been really, really lucky to have some very uh, key people supporting the campaign all the way along and uh, presenting alternative reports for the AGMs that kind of thing you know and so the shareholders can look at these things they put on their tables or whatever and quite often after people have asked questions we've had shareholders coming up saying well I didn't know that that's Mm. really serious Mm. oh well good that you brought that up Mm. so we've had shareholder education going on which I think has been significant as well we've got to get 
the business side of it really clear mm. that it's this this is not viable economically at all even if it wasn't dreadful yep. on uh, environmental grounds and on social justice grounds even economically it doesn't stack up so you know it's been a a three-way thing yep. and every part of that campaign has been really good the corporate campaign the indigenous campaign the just the grassroots in the community campaign uh, working with the polys, trying to s- help them firm up policies and so on, mm-hmm. and then working with, uh, like, the water department as well as the minerals and energy department. Yeah, yeah working with uh, everybody. Mm-hmm. And so it's been lots of different factors, I think, have, have produced this. And, of course, we've been helped enormously by the fact that people globally are turning away from nuclear energy. Yeah. So the price has plummeted. Now we can just say so clearly, no mm-hmm. money to be made here no money to be made go away permanently mm. so bump that's why we put that name that word in Brilliant. permanently ban uranium mining permanently yeah. <laughs> and it's still going and mm. it's just great that it is because that's what we want a permanent ban on this damn stuff oh, you know, know just stop it yeah and we won't give up like you oh, say no, until never. we <laughs> until we get that keep going until we finally have victory i mean that's what gandhi said you know that's he said right. first of all you'll be ignored well we were ignored for a long time then you'll be discredited and you know fairies at the bottom of the garden how stupid are they and uranium mining and nuclear power of course it's the way of the future that kind of uh, rhetoric went on for a long time then you'll be persecuted. Well, you'll be, you know, given a really rough time. And a lot of us have been to jail over this issue one way and another, from Jabaluka to other places as well. Uranium has been worth getting arrested over, from, in my mind, uh, committing civil disobedience or holy obedience. And then finally, you know, Gandhi said, you, you, if you're still alive, you'll have victory. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! Well, I hope we have victory in your lifetime, <laughs> So Joe. do I. I really do, and that's what oh, keeps me going. Absolutely. We will keep going. Of course we will until we have that victory. Yeah. Great. Thanks, Joe. You're listening to The Rad Show on 3CR Community Radio. I'm KA, and you've been listening to Joe Valentine on her staunch activism that spans decades, and in particular, the last 10 years of campaigning in Western Australia to stop uranium mining. Now let's go to Marcus Atkinson, who is the coordinator of the month-long walk, Walkadura Walkabout. I'm Marcus Atkinson, pretty much coordinate the Walkadura Walkabout. I've basically been participating or organising in walks around the world that relate to Indigenous sovereignty, human rights, and a big part of it has been different aspects of the nuclear industry. So yeah, many walks through the United States, Japan, and Europe. And we organized one big walk from Roxby Downs to Hiroshima to kind of follow the uranium and all aspects of the nuclear industry. And it was a real learning process for us to learn about all those things from uranium mining through to nuclear power, nuclear weapons and waste. And in that period of time after that, we were doing a lot of walks through Europe to really make Europe aware of where the uranium comes from, the effects that has on the environment, on the communities, especially in Australia, um, the indigenous communities around those mine sites. And it was during that point of walking from London to Geneva, primarily through France, 
to all of their nuclear reactors that we heard Colin Barnett and the Liberal Party had been elected here in Western Australia. And myself and KA made a commitment to come back to Western Australia and help with the campaign to keep the uranium in the ground and to primarily like organize walks. And so we came back and we organized the first walk from Waluna down to Perth to coincide with the Commonwealth Heads of Government meeting that was happening in Perth in 2011. And then Cato Muir and Richard Evans and Jeffrey Stokes and a bunch of traditional owners from Kalgoorlie, Leonora, Yaliri asked us if we could continue the walk every year. And so that kind of began the Walkajira walkabout, which just finished its eighth year of walking in early September this year. And yeah, we'll be back out there again next year. But I think what's really obvious over the last 10 years is that when Colin Barnett overturned the ban and there was a mad rush for exploration but there was also a number of known big deposits and the Liberal Party had a real a real momentum to kind of like rush all of those approvals through and Colin Barnett had had said that within three to five years Western Australia would be a massive exporter of uranium on the global market. Well, it's 10 years since they lifted the ban. There's not a pinch of uranium that's been exported for use anywhere in the world. There's not one operating mine. There's no infrastructure built. And the climate at the moment is probably the hardest that the uranium mining sector around the world has seen in decades. And there's no future for that industry in Western Australia. And financially, we can see that the companies that are still trying to push ahead, primarily Toro Energy, um, who had the Waluna Lake Maitland deposit and were kind of the front runner 10 years ago, have gone absolutely nowhere. And so they've pretty much like thrown in the towel on that and are now looking for gold up around Waluna Way. Vimy Resources is the other one that has a huge investment by Andrew Forrest. Holds, I think Andrew Forrest's family trust holds like around 16, 17% of the company. But just in the last few weeks, we've seen them spin off another company called Valo Resources, which are looking at base metals, possibly like nickel or something around that Mulga Rock area, because they're also Vimy as a company is in deep a deep financial crisis at the moment, and so so they're in trouble, and the share price itself has gone down to six cents a share, whereas ten years ago when Barnett was spruiking that that Western Australia would be a massive exporter, Vimy shares got up over two dollars at one stage and it's been a slow decline and then a rapid decline over the last couple of years down to six cents mm. currently. Mm. And then that just leaves us with Cameco, which have pretty much written off Kintyre as as a project and 
are in a court case with CCWA and three traditional owners from Yaliri about the approvals process that happened right before the elections when Albert Jacobs, the Liberal Party's Environment Minister, went against the advice of the EPA and gave approval to this project, which the EPA has said will cause the extinction of a number of species. So that's in the courts at the moment, and we're still waiting to hear a date on that, possibly not until the middle of next year that will happen. Over the last 10 years, I think like there's so many highlights, but I think one of the real inspirational aspects of this campaign in, in general is the diversity of, of what we've been able to do. And I think like traditional owners' involvement from from Yaliri to Kintai to Waluna to Mulga Rock ha- has been amazing and has played like a really key role in getting that message out there. But I also feel like that there's been some really hard work done by people on the ground and especially like CCWA, the Anti-Nuclear Alliance of Western Australia, we've had banned uranium mining permanently, the Bump Grew and the Walker Dura Walkabout. And we've all collaborated on a whole lot of diverse tactics from from really getting lots of submissions into the EPA and other political processes to having just heaps of on-the-street fun, doing like floats at the Frio Festival and other things. We had a great campaign that like was having breakfast at Barnett's office every Friday morning for, for over a year and just holding up signs and getting out into the public's face about it and kind of pissing Colin Barnett off, which is always a bit of a a highlight Mm -hmm. um, over the years. And then I think the walk has been just great in getting people out on country to connect with the traditional owners out there, to see the country that these companies want to destroy. Steve McCartney from the AMWU has been amazing on all levels, from, from helping out with stuff at Parliament and and really getting involved and and coming out on the walk and and talking to people and sending other people from the AMWU to come out and be on the walk and learn more about what is actually happening out there. And it's great, like, even within that political system, like, there was a point when Labor tried to change their policy around uranium mining and it's because of Steve McCartney, the AMWU and a lot of other unions that that policy never got changed. And there is a a lot of people within Labour, like you mentioned the unions and Unions WA were really supportive of of helping us getting the walks up and running in the first place and Simone McGurk was the head of Unions WA then and is now like in the Labour Party and is still really solid on wanting to keep WA nuclear free and uranium mining free. And there is, yeah, a lot of people within all aspects of society that have played a role in keeping the uranium in the ground. And I think if anything, it's more like the last few years 
it's been a bit of a struggle to to keep the momentum of that campaign alive because everyone can see that it's dying. These companies are just dying a slow death. Yeah, hopefully over the next few years, all of that hard work over the last 10 years will really come together. We can bang the last couple of nails into the coffins of some of these companies. And, and then ultimately we would love to see Labor legislate a ban on uranium mining throughout the whole of Western Australia. And, and then hopefully Yaliri can be given back to the traditional owners and Kintyre can be given back to the traditional owners up there. Mm. And, and we can really see some of this shifting to protect that in the future and to create a, a much healthier environment future for our children That was Marcus Atkinson speaking on the last 10 years of the WA Nuclear Free Campaign and as his role as the coordinator of the Walkadura Walkabout. 10 years ago, uranium was promoted as being a new mining sector that would be like iron ore on steroids. But with collective efforts of resistance, solidarity and endurance, the uranium sector has been tied down in Western Australia. And thanks a million to all the speakers today, Mr Glenn Cook, Joe Valentine and Marcus Atkinson, who have shared their stories, their thoughts and reflections on the last 10 years of the Nuclear Free Campaign in Western Australia. The Radioactive Show is on Facebook and past episodes are available on the 3CR website. Go to www.3cr.org.au forward slash radioactive. Thanks for listening and here's to a nuclear-free future.